Hey, you guys! Welcome to the Football Goonies Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the FF Goonie. You can find me on Twitter at the FF Goonie. Uh, today's show is going to be a little bit of a low, gr- low tech, low grade show. Doing it a uh, post baby birth uh, instead of taking a nap, pretty much. So, uh, figured I'd fit one in though. Talk a little fantasy football and uh, give my picks for this week, even though Thursday night football already came and shat the bed. Alright, so like uh, times before, if you've been listening to the show a little while, and I've had a couple late episodes, I'm going to kind of give the uh, the predictions, even though the Thursday games happened, kind of what I thought, and then readjusted project- projections based on what happened with Thursday night. So to start things off, we're going to get into the Atlanta Foot Clan Keeper League. Our first matchup is between newcomers Groovy Drew and the Texas Teddy Bear. That's right, Texas Bear. Um, actually, no, he changed his name to Super Camario Smash Bros, which is super kitty gay. All right, anyways. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. All right, so on a comparative analysis between these two teams... Uh, Quarterback-wise, there's a slight edge over to the Texas Bear with Deshaun Watson in a higher-scoring game, uh, less run available. I think he holds the advantage at running back and receiver, assuming Stefan Diggs is healthy to go. Uh, But with the X-Factor, George Kittle, especially in Tampa, and the slight edge to me in... uh, in the flex position uh, with Ingram and Christian Kirk in favorable matchups where Josh Jacobs is looking a little scary against Denver. Although I will give props to James White. I know Pittsburgh's actually, actually, no, I do not give props to James White. Now I think about it. Pittsburgh was really good against pass uh, catching running backs last year. I don't think White did much of anything against them. And, uh, so there's a clear advantage on those two, and uh, defense over for Groovy Drew. But ultimately, even with the weak defenses, assuming that Stefan Diggs goes, it's going to be Texas Bear for the win for me. Uh, next up, we have the Great One versus Unjour in France. Uh, the big Pat Mahomes team versus the... Sad sack Alabama team. Sorry, just got to get my shots in on Justin. Uh, So clearly advantage uh, to me is Pat Mahomes just because even though he's playing Jacksonville, Baker Mayfield's got Tennessee and they're no slouch on defense. Uh, Originally, I had David Montgomery for a little more than five points. Uh, I didn't expect too much for him, but I thought he was going to get a couple more uh, passing down work. Because I thought they're going to be in a more competitive game and not from behind. I thought he was going to maybe shoulder the load a little more. Uh, But with that being said, the advantage definitely goes to Justin in the receiver department. While while Frenchie gets the advantage in the flex department. And uh, good old tight ends are pretty much a wash. I'd say O.J. Howard has a less target volume, but more likelihood of easy 
matchup, and clearly the Ravens are a cut above the Rams as they are playing against Miami, even with that gunslinger Fitz Magic. Now, prior to the game, I would have given uh, Frenchie the the win, and even though he got five points out of David Montgomery, I'm still going to give him the win. I think that Mac and Henry are really going to hamper Justin, even though uh, Juju and Cooper should eat. So, Frenchie with the win. Next up, we got the Megalodons versus Off in the Woods getting injured. That is right. Gucci, Gills, uh, injury-prone team. So, first off, uh, Rodgers actually did relatively close to what I thought. It was a little underperformed. Uh, I thought he was going to be around 17, 18 points. But uh, not too far off there in an atrocious game. So I was clearly giving Winston the edge there. Uh, on the running backs, I really do like uh, the Connor Mixon side over the Chris Carson side. Uh, I love Chris Carson. I think he's going to do phenomenal. But I do not believe that much in Tevin Coleman. I think this is going to be a huge timeshare. And I think it's going to be a mess of an offense at first. Uh, kind of like the the uh, Bears running backs last night where just everyone got five, six touches. I think you're going to see a lot of touches distributed amongst a bunch of guys. Uh, now, the big question mark in this game is going to be Julio Jones. If he goes, then he's Julio. Uh, if he doesn't go, then Calvin Ridley uh, has an opportunity, but I actually see Sanu being the big man there. Uh, but with the combination of Leo Jones and Robert Woods, I think we're gonna we're gonna like that one a little better than Calvin Ridley and that uh, prima donna Beckham with the hip pointer. Uh, I do give Vance McDonald the uh, the advantage. I think that they're gonna allow Vance to uh, get funneled a lot of targets, trying to limit Juju and Connor. And I think Njoku's trash. Uh, Next up, uh, obviously, Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and the Flex have the advantage, uh, especially with Alshon dealing with, I think, a bicep contusion. And then both defenses are pretty quality, although I bet that the likelihood of a pick six goes to the Chargers. Uh, so prior to this game going off, I would have said that, uh, that Brian was the favorite to win, um, but after that performance by Aaron Rodgers and the uh, lacklusterness where he even got three, four, three points under where I thought he would, uh, I'm going to give Gil the win, but I think it's going to be super tight by like one or two points. So Gil finally off to a good start, assuming that half his team doesn't get uh, Lou Gehrig's disease or something. All right, next up, we got the uh, one of the Twat brothers with the straight cash homie versus the Gark Dog. SC Honker Soccer Club still hasn't figured out how to turn that into a football team, but, you know, to each their own. Uh, first up, we're going to go with the quarterbacks are pretty much an even wash. The running backs, though, that is going to be an edge to... Ooh, to me, honestly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go super contrarian, and I'm gonna give the edge over to uh, 
the Gark Dog. I think Dalvin Cook and Kenyon Drake, it's going to be on the back of Kenyon Drake catching a lot of passes, whereas Zeke's going to eat, but I think Damian Williams is trash, and they're going to pretty much just like limit the crap out of him. Uh, these receivers are pretty lackluster, pathetic, to be honest, on the starting lineups. But Allen Robinson outperformed my expectations, so good on him. Uh, he got about 30, 40 more yards than I could have ever imagined. And uh, he looked pretty good, about the only good-looking bear on offense. Uh, but with uh, Pettis in his favorable matchup, and I think Landry getting favorable coverage, I would have given them the um, the advantage. Uh, of course, although I like Delaney Walker, we can never put him over Kelsey. And on the uh, flexes, if Julio Jones does not go, Sanu becomes very interesting out of the slot. Uh, but as of right now, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, straight cash the win on the flexes. And on defense, I think the Eagles are a little more likely than the Chiefs, although the Chiefs have a really good chance at a special teams or defensive touchdown. So, looking over the lineups and everything, I'm going to have to go with with a straight cash homie. Uh, even without Allen Robinson's better performance, I mean, just the, the advantage of Kelsey, his flexes. Um, pretty much the only weak hole to me is Damian Williams and this whole team. Uh, and I think Dak's more likely to give him a better, um, a better, uh, fantasy performance. I think Cam Newton has the higher potential, obviously, but that's not a guarantee. So I'm going to hedge my bets on safety. Next up, we got the Krieger himself with Finkel as Einhorn versus Popeye's Sailor Men. Now, Sailor Men ended up getting uh, some play out of Tariq Cohen. It was pretty much about what was expected, so that's not going to really change my, uh, my pick here. Uh, I think the big tale is, unless this turns into some major shootout a la Vikings-Rams last year, I think that Matt Ryan's going to struggle a little bit giving Lamar Jackson in that week Miami defense the advantage. Um, as far as the running backs go, um, the the combination, although Gurley's supposed to be uninhibited, the combination of carry-on and my love affair, Sony Michelle, my fitness consigliere, versus the girl, the girl dog, and uh, Cohen, I actually had given the edge to Michelle and carry on and i don't think that is going to change uh, next up on the receivers end i think these are a pretty even wash i think the locket is gonna do plenty uh getting at least seven targets um adam thielen is gonna eat keenan allen is going to eat with the lackluster run game minus Melvin Gordon and Mike Evans is a beast, especially against the uh, the pitiful San Francisco 49ers defense, who is vying for contention for the most injured team next to Gill's fantasy team. 
next up, the problem here, the real question mark is Zach Ertz, because although Zach Ertz is going to, he, he's highly efficient. I don't know if they're going to need him a lot. So basically, it's going to turn into a Zach Ertz involved early on. There is a good chance, considering that Norman's going to be covering either, either Alshon or Deshaun Jackson on any given play, and Ertz is going to be running free. Uh, and although Mark Andrews has a great matchup uh, and the eyes of Lamar Jackson, I think that Ertz is the edge here. As far as the flex with the, uh, the missing link that is Melvin Gordon, we got to give the advantage to Eckler and Boyd over Lewis and Fuller. Although I will say Lewis is going to be a surprise play this week because the use of Henry is just not going to go well. Uh, and then finally on the defensive end, although the Browns are the hyped up one and Mario is trash, man, I am looking for the Lions to give up some points but capitalize on rookie mistakes, and I think it's going to be a real, real tight one. Uh, but even with the... The mediocre Cohen thing, we got to give the win over to Finkla's Einhorn. He is clearly the more stacked team, uh, considering they're pretty even on some levels. And then the tight end and the flex is just putting him over the top. And then finally, the matchup of the week. Yours truly, Macho Man Fred Savage versus Brown and some Scrubs. Defending champ. Of course, I pulled the defending champ first out, and lackluster was our start. Um, it's pretty hard to actually tell. Adams ended up... I didn't think Adams was going to do great, but Adams ended up crap in the bed compared to what he should have done. Um, there was one big play that would have really changed that, but he did not come down with it. And uh, Aaron Jones did no better, not that I expected much out of him. Uh, the big one was the Bears' defense. They ended up showing up pretty well. Got a couple more points than expected, but he still underperformed over there. So that leaves us with Goff versus Murray. Uh, although Murray's exciting, Goff's going to be just dropping bombs and getting those six points per passing touchdown. Uh, and then it's going to be the battle of Saquon versus McCaffrey. And honestly, I'm going to give McCaffrey the edge. As much as I love Saquon, that Dallas defense is a lot better right now. And I think that Cam's going to be running for his life, uh, even though he's healthy now, just uh, coming back after the injury. I think he's going to be a little skittish, and I think he's going to dump off a lot right away. Uh, my advantage, though, is Duke Johnson. I think that Hyde's coming to the Texans way too late, and Duke's, believe it or not, has way more time with the offense than he does. Uh, so that's a huge one. The uh, the X factor, though, is definitely going to be Tyree Kill, whether he can perform at Jacksonville or it's going to fall onto Kelsey, because my guess is it's going to be one or the other. Um, other than that, Ebron, we can't really expect much out of. Uh, He's got the better number one flex. I got the better one-two punch, I would say. And defensively, uh, although I got a chance with the Bills, I picked them up more for the future schedule. So uh, this can be a real tight one, but I believe Tyreek Hill is going to do enough that uh, the defending champ is going to edge me out for the win. But it's going to be a real close and tight one. 
All right, so now we're going to move over to Atlanta Dynasty. Now, we got a couple of new guys take over for people that, um, yes, I almost forgot. Since people are new to the leagues, and they might not be in all of them, um, first off, the Keeper League was a, um, just a, a refresh, it was a 12-team, three-keeper off a lottery system. Not everyone got to keep who they wanted to keep. So, and then uh, trades are available during the draft. So, there there were teams like myself and I want to say Sailor that um, didn't have a pick until the third, later third round. So, uh, some of us have some uphill battles there. Uh, next, we have the Dynasty League, which is a 2QB, two 2-flex, two uh, 10-team Dynasty League. Now, um, the this is the second year uh defending champ uh chris identity crisis he changed his name again even though he had won um he is the defending champ based solely on my my benevolent generosity of giving away players and taking away future suspended women kicking players because uh, i knew that was going to happen Anyways, we're going to get into the matchups now. So first up, we have Axel, the Franchises versus the 55s, formerly of Brian Brodsky, now of that wet blanket, Jeremy Thomas. And Jeremy Thomas has done a decent job, I think, so far with this team. Now, we're all aware of Brian's... Uh, his ability to think he's better than everyone else and than he really is. Uh, evidence is, although he talks down to most of us at most of the time, he's never made a playoff, uh, whereas, like, yours truly has never missed a playoff and won a championship and came about three points away from winning a second. Um, in fact, I'm probably the odds-on favorite to win two championships, um, this year, considering how strong my teams are looking across the board, um, the last one being the weakest of them. So, uh, anyways, Chris is defending champ. Let's get into it. So the 50, oh, that's what I was going to say is, so I think my Christmas wish list this year is the 55s are the only of Brian's teams to make the playoffs, and it's because of the moves Jeremy made and because Brian is no longer managing the team. This would just make me so happy. It would be so delicious. I don't think I could eat another bite. So, starting off at the quarterback, we're going to go advantage. It's man, it's got to be it's got to be the 55s playing Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson as of right now versus Garoppolo and Winston in the same game. Now, this game is prescribed to be a shootout, but I think the prevailing wisdom is both these quarterbacks are prudent mistake makers. And I think they're going to really cap their upside, whereas I think Russell Wilson will be hyper-efficient. I think Baker's going to tear things up and get some good dump-offs, and I think that they're just the advantage here. 
next up, we got Jordan Howard and Matt Burita versus Carrion and Philip Lindsay. And as much as I'm not the biggest fan of Philip Lindsay, I think it's pretty obvious that we give the advantage to the 55s there. Next up, we have the newly acquired receiver, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, acquired from the franchises, mind you, versus Michael Gallup and Juju Smith-Schuster. A star is born. Um, advantage, Keenan Allen, Evans. Going to be shootout for Evans. Allen's going to do plenty with that lackluster run game, and Juju's going to have a little bit of a hard time. I think he'll still get it, but... Gallup's second fiddle is just not going to be enough. Uh, but that's all right, because Axel's got a, a great tight end in Evan Ingram, although George Kittle is on the other side with the 55s. Uh, although we don't know what is going to do with Kittle, uh, I don't think it was much when they did play together. Uh, Kittle's just too talented. You get your ball to your best players, and advantage George Kittle. Uh, the flex, we got a pair of Hilton and Christian Kirk versus Cooks and Mack. Um, although I, I, man, although I really don't like Mack, I gotta go with the Cooks-Mack stack because I don't like Hilton even more. Uh, it's just too tr- untrustworthy who uh, Beef Brisket's gonna go to. And then uh, let's move down to the defense. We're going to give Cowboys-Ravens, while that's just a wash of crap, uh, the teams they play against, I mean, they're quality teams. Uh, So all said and done, I think it's pretty obvious. We're going to give the win to the 55s. Next up, we got Jones in for some TDs versus Team Morty Maggie. Uh, at the quarterback position, speaking of sad sacks, Beef Briskets made the lineup and is going up with Phillip Rivers against Brady and Wentz. Now, Brady has always been uh, Phillip Rivers' kryptonite. They seem to get past the Colts but couldn't get past the Patriots. And this is going to be no different here as the uh, Jones and Fursum TDs has the win in the quarterback department. Now, this team also has Aaron Jones, who crapped a big one. Uh, but you also heard my talk up of White, so obviously Chris Carson and Eckler are going to get the advantage. At the receiver position, it's going to be Julio Jones and Chris Godwin versus Didi and Thielen. Now, this is a great matchup. Uh, Julio is the best player here, but he has the toughest matchup. As long as he's playing, this can be real interesting. Uh, I will think that Didi's going to get peppered just because they got to keep up, and I do like Thielen, especially with the banged-up digs. So I'm going to give the advantage to Thielen and Westbrook. Uh, right now, the Morty, uh, Morty Maggies don't have a tight end slated in, but it's pretty safe to say that Zach Ertz is going to be better than probably the Vernon Davis he puts in. Um, and then at the flex position, you got Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders versus Sony Michelle and Sammy Watkins. And although I think the rookie will get some decent work because Washington is putrid and he is good, uh, Drake's going to be in an uphill battle. And advantage goes to Watkins and Michelle. Uh, while the advantage in defense goes to the Seahawks, at least. So tight end in defense is where, and quarterback is where this man wins. 
the only issue is that even with the Aaron Jones 4.4, if you assumed he was going to do something like 8, I don't like the running backs one bit. And I really want to lean over to the fact that uh, Morty Maggie's got the better running backs. To me, the slightly better receivers in this matchup and the better flex. And it's just not going to be enough to make up for Jacoby Brissett uh, and Phillip Rivers in that game going up against Carson Wentz and Brady. So give me the advantage, Chris Greenwood, but it's a lot closer than people would think. Uh, next up, we got the defending champ, now known as Identity Crisis versus Fear the Juice. Now, this is going to be no shocker that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick against Baltimore is going to sink this team, even if Sam Darnold is, uh, I think, grossly undervalued, but uh, he's still going to struggle against this Bills defense. But the fact is, Pat Mahomes, uh, we got to give the advantage to Pat Mahomes' side. At the running back position, you got David Mopper. Opportunity and Alvin Kamara. David Montgomery already played with a five-pointer versus David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey. Give me David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, now we got some uh, questionable players in the receiver slot as Will Fuller and Cooper Cup. The injury prones versus injury prone Stefan Diggs and Kenny Galladay. Uh, no Patrick Peterson. If Diggs is healthy, I'm going to give the advantage to Diggs and Galladay just because Diggs will do some work. I think Galladay will get enough not facing that top corner. And although I like Cup and Fuller, I don't like them that much. At the tight end position, I'm going to pick Delaney Walker because I'll never pick David Njoku. He is trash. At the tight end position, or at the flex position, we got Joe Mixon and Damian Williams versus Larry Fitz and Henry. Uh, Derek Henry, that is. I'm going to give the advantage to Joe Mixon and Damian Williams because although I don't like Damian Williams, I like Derek Henry even less. And Larry Fitzgerald's old, so just give me this Joe Mixon love. And then finally, the Rams versus Browns. Browns win it out easily, but Identity Crisis defending champ is going to just walk away with a win here. No questions asked. Next up, we got... I'm getting a chub last year's runner-up versus This Means War. Now, Aaron Rodgers disappointed under 13 points. Uh, And you got Cam Newton and Matt Stafford with easy ones. I would have picked them to be the better plays anyways, but not by a lot because that Lamar Jackson game is going to be real juicy. Uh, Now, once again, we got the Dalvin Cook versus Gurley and Chubbs in there, but the problem is so is Zeke. So we're going to give the advantage to Gurley and Zeke because Zeke's going to eat after getting paid. Oh, man, this is just a star-studded lineup as Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson, who already played, and surprisingly, Allen Robinson was the much better receiver uh, versus DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill. I like Hopkins' matchup a little better, um, and they're just going to have to pepper him in a shootout-style game. So, uh 
Only problem is Allen Robinson did definitely outperform. Tyreek Hill is the big question mark, though. I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it out there. Even though Adams crapped the bed, I'm going to say that the advantage goes to getting a chub for receivers at the tight end position. Uh, give me Kelsey over OJ Howard, even though I like OJ Howard. I think they'll be pretty close in points. Uh, and then the big goose egg, Geronimo Allison. That's just sad. So. Clearly, that's going to be a four net OBJ versus, uh, or better than Anderson Allison, but I think we would have gone that way either way. And then the Eagles versus the Jets give me the Eagles. Um, I mean, it's clear to me, although he already has some points and some crappers, it's definitely going to be I'm getting a chub for the win. And speaking of getting chubs, the Fantasy Jesus versus El Oso Fuego is the last of the matchups today in the Dynasty League, or for this week. And uh, your Fantasy Jesus, yours truly, is feeling mighty good about this one. Not just because he got 8.22 points against him with Mitch Trubisky, even though we all expected Mitch Trubisky to suck, but I just don't see any way that the Texas Bear is going to be able to keep up with me in this one. Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott playing it safe with Prescott versus Allen and Trubisky. Give me Watson and Prescott. Bell and Connor versus Barkley and Ingram. Give me a slight edge to Barkley and Ingram, but there is a world where Ingram doesn't do this much because they talked about a hot hand uh the receiver position we got alshon and cooper versus woods and edelman that's a little bit tougher uh but i'm gonna go with the big play potential of jeffrey and cooper uh me and axel actually talked about this in the megala bowl um draft is i'm not as high on edelman that everyone else seems to be this year i think that he's actually gonna lose a lot of work to the passing down backs because now the Patriots have three since they're willing to use Michelle in the uh, in the passing game. Uh, next up, we got Hunter Henry versus Jared Cook. I'm going to say Hunter Henry because Axel forcibly drafted Jared Cook when we only had two receivers in the Megla Bowl, and it really pissed me off. So out of spite, Henry's better. Uh, and then Josh Jacobs and Michael Thomas versus Landry and Boyd. Uh, give me Jacobs and Thomas, even though Jacobs is a big question mark. And then finally, the Redskins versus the Vikings. Give me neither. Uh, the only reason is that I haven't dropped the Vikings is I don't have any other person I can drop for another defense because my team is just so deep. Uh, it's deeper than Mariana's trench and uh, Jeremy Thomas's butthole when Brian comes around, apparently. And so, of course, I go for the win over Tyler. Sorry, buddy Tyler, but welcome to the league. And finally, we have the almost illegal Dynasty Superflex New League AIDS. If you haven't caught up with AIDS yet, get ready. You're about to get a full, full injection of AIDS in your life.
First up, we got Team Brian Brodsky because he has apparently refused to name his team, uh, which is just upsetting to me. Versus All Out of Bubblegum. Fantastic team name. And to start off, oh yeah, so people that are not involved in the AIDS League, it is a super flex with uh, an extra two flexes. So it's very, very, very deep. Um, Very deep benches. It's also three receivers, yes. So it's, um, it's QB, two running backs, three receivers, a super flex and two flex plus the tight end. Uh, we're talking like having to scrape bottom of the barrel for some of these teams, especially once the injuries start coming up and the guys that you thought were going to be good this year end up just being nothing. So, like I was saying, the nameless Brian Brodsky team versus All Out of Bubblegum, we're going to go advantage to Bubblegum having Carson Wentz at the running back position advantage having Gurley and Ingram bubblegum again versus Sanders and Penny sad uh at the receiver position you got Hopkins and Hilton versus Westbrook and Ridley and I don't see how you can go against Hopkins Hilton should do enough that he doesn't crap the bed so advantage bubblegum again that's all right. Oh, sorry. And the third receiver, Curtis Samuel versus Tyler Boyd. Give me Tyler Boyd on that until I see Cam Newton get out there and sling it well. I can't really trust any of the Panthers receivers. Uh, that's all right. Brian finally gets an advantage with O.J. Howard over Greg Olson. And then at the flex position, I will take... Neither, but I'm going to go with the bubblegum side of Coleman and Sutton versus Gordon and Tyrell Williams. Uh, Williams, that's a tough matchup. Gordon, I don't know what to make of him yet. And I'm going to go with the safety of Sutton versus Oakland and Coleman. You know what? No. Man, this is terrible. I just pick none of these flex positions. And then in the super flex, of course, we're going to take Jared Goff over... Sam Darnold. So the QB guru has one QB advantage to me and a tight end advantage, and that's pretty much it. So clearly we're going to pick all out of bubblegum just because he gets 30 bonus points having actually picked his team name. Next up, we got the Stone Cold Stunners versus Can You Digs It? Uh... Love the Digzit because being a Vikings fan, obviously, so excellent name. Stoke Cold Stunners, I guess if you like drinking piss water uh, beer, that's the team name for you. Sorry, just had to get my obligatory make fun of Justin uh, moment in on this league as well. So starting off, we got Matt Ryan versus Cam Newton. Give me Cam Newton, but just by a hair. Ryan's a better quarterback, but he has a much tougher matchup to me. Uh, next up, we got Barkley and Henry versus Cook and Mac. This is just gross. Uh, give me Cook and Mac. Uh, the receiver position is going to be Julio Jones and Adam Thielen versus Michael Thomas, Stefan Diggs, and Alshon Jeffrey. 
give me Michael Thomas, Stefan Diggs, and Alshon Jeffrey. And I know you're sitting there going like, wait, doesn't he have a third receiver in that slot? He couldn't surely have left it open. Well, he did, folks, because it just says something. C. Davis. I don't know. It, it honestly looks like just a, a pile of poop just sitting there. Oh, there's a Titans emblem under it. It's, it's a poop Titans emblem. Okay. Uh, for that reason alone, uh, the advantage goes to Digzit. And at the tight end position, Austin Hooper wins because obviously David Njoku is not allowed to win any of my rankings. And finally, we got Chris Carson and Fitz versus Duke Johnson and Marquise Goodwin. Now, I think there is a solid chance that Duke Johnson and Marquise Goodwin outscore Chris Carson and Fitzgerald, but I'm not going to make that pick, so give me the Carson Fitzgerald. And give me the Russell Wilson efficiency versus Jake Allen. Um, or Josh Allen, sorry. It's not that I don't like Josh Allen. I just think he's going to be a little rusty knocking stuff off this year uh, to begin it. So, with everything said, I'm going to give the win to the underdog, Can You Digs It. I think Can You Digs It's going to come out with the win, and Justin's going to start off 0-1 in this league. Next up, we got FTW. Uh, I'm not really sure what that means. It's probably something wholesome, though, and uh, appropriate. Uh, versus All Rock Your World, which has a disturbing... I don't I don't know whose um, avatar on Sleeper App is more disturbing, if it's the sickly, crack-addicted boxing pug versus the... I guess douchebag cell phone would be it because he's a cell phone with aviators and a stupid mouth. Oh, and he's pink. Yes. So, Kirk Cousins versus Pat Mahomes. Believe it or not, I'm going to blow your mind right now in the run first Vikings against a weaker Atlanta Falcons team. Give me Kirk Cousins over Pat Mahomes. Put it on the board. I think Kirk Cousins is a top for quarterback this week. But that's not going to help him because he's got David Montgomery and Darius Geis versus Mixon and Kamara. No choice there, even if Montgomery had done something. Um, there's just there's no comparing. Uh, next up at the receivers, you got Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, and the already performed Allen Robinson versus Robert Woods, Mike Williams, and the already... I guess he just sat around and did nothing to Ron Miles, and I think he had one play I saw him on TV, and he did not bring it in. Um, so pretty much this is just a matchup versus matchup versus matchup because it's teammates versus teammates versus opposing team. Uh, prior to, I would have given the cup, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson the win because I don't like Allison. Uh, and I'm going to continue to do that after last night. Uh, Evan Ingram's going to outperform crappy Jared Cook because he's old and sucks. Uh, Will Fuller and Deshaun Hamilton versus LaShawn McCoy and Noah Fant. Like I told you people, this is going to get ugly fast. 
Uh, honestly, I would not even be playing Noah Fant. I would go with Chris Thompson in that position. Uh, for you that don't know, normally I actually do give some ideas on other starting options or my assessment on it, and uh, I haven't been doing that, but this is clearly a time where you should not be playing Shady or Noah Fant, and you should be playing Chris Thompson and Shady or Noah Fant, because you really don't have anyone else. <laughs> So, advantage, Fuller, and Hamilton, but not by a lot. Uh, last up, Trubisky versus Jackson. I think that was pretty obvious before the game started. It's more obvious now, and because of that, I'll rock your world. will beat the wholesome FTW. That's probably, like, free, free trade uh, whistles, I guess. Free trade whistles. That sounds wholesome, and... Uh, Helps people against rape, which is what's going to happen to FTW this week. All right, next up we got Frey Tormenta. Uh, and of course, my app crashed because why wouldn't it? It was crashing all the time before. Got it. All right. Man, I don't know if you guys were trying to watch it last night during the game. Look at the app at all. It just was awful. Uh, anyways, you got Frey Tormenta versus the Thunder Down Under. Old Dougie. I'll be your Doug. Anyways, uh, Deshaun Watson versus Janus Winston. No-brainer, Watson. Lev Bell and Sonny Michelle versus Fournette and Damian Williams. Lev Bell and Sonny Michelle. Uh, OBJ, Cooper, and... Traquan Smith ugh, versus Pettis, Lockett, and Jones. Uh, I like Cooper. I like OBJ, but having Traquan Smith kind of kills it for me there. So I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go against OBJ. I'll take the Pettis, Lockett, and Jones one. Uh, Kittle over Ebron. Uh, Brita and an empty uh, flex position. And I'm going to take a gander and guess that Emmanuel Sanders is going to end up sliding in there. So, Burita and Sanders versus Aguilar and the pitiful Aaron Jones had already played. I would have taken Burita and Sanders anyways, so that just made sealed the deal. Uh, but fear not, Philip Rivers is also going to give the advantage to Frey Tormenta because Derek Carr has to go against a good in-division defense called Denver. And he is going to just blow chunks. Now, I don't know why Sleeper has this one close. Oh, you know why? It's because he doesn't have anyone slotted in his second flex spot. Yeah, there's no way, no how. The Thunder from down under is going to be more like a light drizzle. Uh, and that's him peeing his chubby, dress-wearing, mohawk-having dolphin. I don't even know what I'm looking at with his avatar. Some of these sleeper avatars are very weird people. And next up, we have Phil Goldberg versus Mexic uh, Brock Lesnar's Mexican Supplements, which uh, is a fight between a brown robot and a taco. Anyways, the first matchup is going to be Drew Brees versus Jimmy GQ. I'm not loving Jimmy GQ right now, so give me the breeze. 
Ooh, matchups of the heavyweight running backs is in. Next is Christian McCaffrey and James Conner take on David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. Man, I like Ezekiel Elliott better than the rest of the guys, but this is just tough. Detroit's not a great defense, though. I'll give advantage David Johnson and Zeke, but it's not going to be a lot. Uh, at the receiver position, it's a little lackluster with Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, and Deshaun Jackson versus Christian Kirk, Kenny Galladay, and DJ, excuse me, DJ Moore. Um, give me the Kirk Galladay Moore stack. I believe that uh, Kirk and Galladay will do well in their uh, head heads up match. And DJ Moore is going to be okay, but, man, I like Godwin. I like DJX, but DJX is just a question mark on a long bomb. And Jarvis Landry is all right. So I think the DJX uh, pulls the better coverage that night. And I actually like, uh, I like the other side better. At the tight end, we got Zach Ertz and Hunter Henry. And that's a tough one. That's going to be a lot closer, I think, because I think Henry's going to be great while Gordon is out. But let's go advantage Zach Ertz. He's just, he gets so many targets. Uh, next up, we had Philip Lindsay and Tariq Cohen versus Scant, uh, Valdez Scantling and Julian Edelman. Uh, give me, man. I don't like the split backfield. I know I talked a little bit on Edelman, but I think Edelman's going to be fine this game. And I think that Edelman is going to be the difference maker over Philip Lindsay, so advantage Edelman MVS. And finally, it's James White versus Mariota. And believe it or not, these are both not great options, but I'm going to err with the QB, especially with White having a difficult to deal with match up. Um, I'm assuming that James White probably gets pulled for Austin Eckler. Um, I don't see how not, but we'll see how that goes. And then uh, I'm assuming Robbie Anderson might get slid into one of these spots. Uh, is a possibility, not that he would be a huge upgrade. I think the big problem was playing MVS instead of him. Uh, but he had to make the jump decision not knowing the health, so... Kudos to his decision-making. And with the advantages he has, I think I'm going to give the win to the... Sorry, I just got switched over. Yeah, okay. Did they just flip? They just flipped. That was weird. Uh, I will give the advantage to the Brock Lesnar's Mexican Supplements because I think... AIDS is prison rules, and in a fair fight, the taco loses, but prison rules, I give the taco the win. If you're wondering what I'm meaning by that, that's his avatar on Sleeper. And finally, for the matchup of the evening, you have the Nature Boy. Woo! Versus Axel Tricard Layfield de can you please just put a name in English? I know you're busy here talking about safe spaces and defending Brian and Jeremy's 
gay love for each other and trying to make everyone seem uncomfortable when they mock it, even though we're just mocking them because it needs to be mocked. Um, I'll tell you what's not a safe space is our matchup, as I'm going to just annihilate you and just shove a loss down your throat. So Aaron Rodgers kind of crapped the bed, and Matt Stafford was going to be a better pick anyways. Josh Jacobs and Kerryon Johnson versus Devonta Freeman and Nick Chubb. Advantage Freeman and Chubb, but not by a ton, as I don't like a lot of the matchups here. Uh, the receiver end, we got Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, and Brandon Cooks versus Shepard, Debo Samuel, and Adams. And even before Adams had the really bad game, I don't think there was a way that we are going to pick a team with Debo Samuel. He's listed third on the depth chart right now, and I love him. I think he should end up on the field. Who knows? Uh, next up at the tight end, though, Frenchie does have Travis Kelsey as the advantage over Delaney Walker. At the flex position, though, my actual two best receivers are just floating down there in Mike Evans and Juju Smith-Schuster versus Kenyon Drake and Trey Quinn. If they outscore them, that'll be super upsetting and sad. But uh, that's right, folks. You heard a team off of a startup in a 12-team dynasty has Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Woo! That's right. And finally, Tom Brady versus Ben Roethlisberger in the face-off matchup. Give me advantage Tom Brady in Foxborough. I think ben, Big Ben goes back to his ways of not doing as well on the road, especially against a really good defense. Uh, there's really not much plays. I have some considerations with, uh, with uh, Justin Jackson, which I probably won't play. And I really don't see much on the side of Axel. Uh, that he could play over, but I assume this is going to be the most savage beatdown of the week, and I don't think I'm the only one, as I have a 88% chance of winning, according to Sleeper, and no one is within... The, on the only closer one is the uh, 30 points that All Out of Bubblegum gets for naming a team and his opponent not. Uh, he has met a 78% win anyways those are all my picks for the week i know it was a little bland and boring and i'm sorry about that but i'm tired i got a newborn my wonderful mother-in-law is making us dinner while my wonderful wife is playing with the baby and they've allowed me to spend about 50 minutes with y'all so um enjoy your safe spaces if that's what you need um i think it's sad I think that um, I'm going to have to destroy Axel this week just to prove my point. And as always, remember, Goonies never say die.